What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of NF Thursdays here on TMT Time. I'm your host, Evan Rothstein, and I've got back in with me Michael Gershoni, my partner in crime on NFT NF Thursdays. Michael, welcome back in. Hey, thanks, Evan. It is the last week-ish of March 2022, and March has been filled with news about Board Ape Yacht Club, basically, uh, in addition to some other NFTs. And so Michael and I wanted to hop back in here and talk about everything that has happened lately. And so I will kick things off. I've thrown it over to Michael to tell us what the creators of the Board Ape Yacht Club Yuga Labs have been up to lately? Yeah, so, you know, we talk about IP rights a decent amount in this podcast, and this week kind of highlighted why that's important. So Yuga Labs recently acquired the IP rights of CryptoPunks and MeBits, uh, two NFT collections from Larva Lab. And if you're a Board Ape Yacht Club holder, that's great news. If you're a CryptoPunks holder or MeBits holder, um, depends who you ask. And if you are a Kennel Club holder, I mean, it's just downright depressing. Uh, which we'll get into in a little bit, but it has to do with the eight coin drop as well. So there, this was what people would call as consolidation in the nascent NFT industry, right? That's right. So prior to this, the Board 8 Yacht Clubs and the CryptoPunks were probably the two biggest, most well-known, most highly traded, at least on OpenSea, in terms of artists created NFT collections. What do you think, or what do you, what do you think was the motivation behind the Yuga Labs folks reaching out to Larva Labs and bringing the CryptoPunks and then the MeBits under the same umbrella? So the consolidation probably happened because CryptoPunks and Larva Labs, who's the creator of CryptoPunks, were like the original like Ethereum NFT program, and therefore like they had a ton of clout. So Board Ape Yacht Club, on the other hand, is a very early project but it's a project that kind of revolutionized the community in the types of utility and things that they offered. And so it made sense to kind of have Top Dog 1 and Top Dog 2 together um, if you are the owner of, of one of these projects. So that's announced last week. Um, this podcast is going to be released March 24th or thereabouts. So last week, it's and the week before it gets announced that Yuga Labs buys CryptoPunks and MeBits, brings them under their umbrella. And this is a legal podcast, of course. So I want to talk a little bit about the differences in legal rights. I know we briefly touched about this on one of the last um, NF Thursdays, but this really highlights the importance of licensing and IP in the NFT space. And it has some interesting lessons for people. So help us break down, Michael, if you will, the differences between the CryptoPunks and the Board of Yacht Club releases of NFTs. And then also I know there's a third option out there, including a collection that you're a part of um, to talk about the, the pros and cons of each. Yeah, sure. So let's start with CryptoPunks um, and Larva Labs in general. So there's some debate over the specific NFT license that Larva Labs use for CryptoPunks, but generally speaking for both CryptoPunks and MeBits, Larva Labs retained the copyrights and any commercial rights related to those NFTs. Where Board Ape Yacht Club differed is they offered a commercial license to NFT owners. Therefore, 
if I owned a board ape and I wanted to make a board ape band or board ape t-shirts or you know anything with my board ape for commercial use, I'd be able to do that. The third category, which typically people refer to as CC0 projects, are projects where the copyrights in the underlying art or the NFT are given to the public domain. Therefore, everybody owns it and nobody owns it. This is really interesting, at least for nerds like myself. Um, the, the Larva Labs, like you said, there's there was some debate whether the Dapper Labs NFT commercial license applied to it, which I think you can, what, collect up to 100 grand or have commercial rights up to 100 grand, whether that applied to to Lara Labs and the CryptoPunks crypto drop and collection. So if I was to own a CryptoPunk and I don't, and I wish I did, um, prior to the Yuga Labs acquisition, I did not have commercial rights to it or I didn't have rights, sort of downstream licensing rights. I couldn't put it on t-shirts. I didn't really own the IP um, or usage rights to the IP. Board 8 Yacht Club, on the other hand, um, in my opinion, really kind of threw this model on the head turned it on its head and really embraced more of the Web3 ethos of decentralization and giving more um, decentralized ownership to a variety of participants by allowing, as you said, the users to have these rights, like you could do a band, which people have done. You could open a restaurant, which an owner of a board ape yacht club has done. You could um, put it on t-shirts and market it. You could create storylines and such, which is really somewhat antithetical to when you're trying to build a brand in the web two space or even, you know, web one pre-internet space, when you're a brand owner, you really keep tight control and contrite tight lock on your brand. You're taught as a trademark lawyer, you guard, guard your brand, you police your brand, you extract value from your brand, but the board API club allowed the purchasers of the individual NFTs to have rights and do what they could with them. Um, you think, I know, because you're an owner of something called Cryptodes um, or the Cryptodes, which operates under somewhat of the CCO license. Explain, like, what's the ethos behind that? Yeah, so the idea of a CC0 license is that, you know, you give the underlying art and the project to the community. And a huge benefit of that is that people can then build on it. You get a lot of fun derivative projects that, that have engagement. And you know, since we're talking about Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, you know, they recently released a teaser for some metaverse project called The Other Side. And prominently featured in that teaser was a crypto, which is a CC0 license. And they were able to do that because no one in particular owns those rights. Yeah, so that, the other side of rumors that it's gonna be a play to earn or uh, video game or, or construct um but we don't know yet it's going to be dropped next month do you agree with me that this sort of model both the board i think both the board eight model and the cc zero license model are really anathema to the normal construct of what we think about in terms of ip rights and licensing rights you are you are relying on others or you're giving others the right to help you build as a founders your community you're not dictating it yourself and i i do think that that's sort of the the basis of the ethos behind Web3 and the decentralized environment. Yeah, I think that's right with, with just a few notes. So obviously as a brand, you know, sometimes control over copyrights has like very practical purposes outside of, you know, just merely wanting to collect as many royalties as you can. 
one of those, for example, is, you know, if you have a project that allows other people to make derivative works without restraint, then you can have somebody make, you know, very disparaging or ugly derivative works that could harm your brand. So, you know, that's one thing to think about. But with respect to the commercial license um, that Bake offers, I'm not sure I'd categorize that more as like a decentralized thing as opposed to a benefit to holders. And the reason I say that is because, you know, certainly, and this is a concern that, that some CryptoPunks owners like DC Investor are raising, is that Yuga Labs was able to purchase these IP rights and there's certainly nothing that's stopping them from later on selling those rights. And they're talking the Larva Lab, the CryptoPunks rights, right? So you're, you're saying, okay, well, if Yuga Labs can buy the CryptoPunks collection and then give the users of the CryptoPunks the commercial license that they gave their prior purchasers that were not rights that were not previously given to the Larva Labs purchasers that down the line, that could mean that they could either sell to someone who could take their rights back, um, which would what get us back into a web web two situation, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it, it maybe a little broader than that. Like just taking a quick look at the terms of services on Board API clubs right now. I mean, I, I don't see anything that would preclude Board API Club from down the line transferring its IP rights in Board API Club, for example, to a new owner, whether that be Meta, Microsoft, another VC firm. So in that aspect, I, I'm not sure I would characterize it too much as like decentralized, but maybe more as just a clear benefit that people are really enjoying. And also, you know, to the, to the larger entity for purposes of collaboration, a benefit because when you own the copyright in something, even if you're licensing it out, it gives you more leeway to engage in negotiations, for example, with a media company that might want to do a collaboration because you have those rights in the first place. All right. So let's flip the page to the next big Board 8 Yacht Club story that's hit in the last 10 days, which is ApeCoin. Tell us about ApeCoin. Yeah. So this is like, unfortunately, one of those podcasts where I'm going to use the word ape way more than I want to. Um, so why not? Let's just jump into it. So right after the acquisition um, of CryptoPunks and Larva Labs IP, Yuga Labs set up a, an independent entity called ApeCoin DAO, which released ApeCoin. ApeCoin is an ERC-20 utility token. And the ApeCoin DAO, like other DAOs, is a decentralized organization where each token holder gets to vote on governance and use of the ecosystem fund. Interestingly, the ApeCoin DAO has, in effect, a corporate parent, which is known as the Ape Foundation. And the purpose of having that is you have now a different entity, which is there to create and execute decisions on behalf of the DAO. So uh, DAOs, for people that have not been listening to this podcast, the, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, supposedly the next wave of of both investing, but also community building and, and organizational structures, which is um, everyone owns a piece of it. Everyone has a say. There's a lot of sort of misnomers around it. What you described is almost like a centralized governance within a decentralized system. And I think that's some part of what people uh, on Twitter and, and Reddit and the other discords that you and I read have concerns with ApeCoin because when they were dropped, they were previewed 
they were sort of um, sneakily dropped and then they were given out to a lot of the board eight yacht club owners, right? Uh, yeah. So if you own the board, and this, I'm going to go back to why I said, you know, the last two weeks might have been hard on the kennel club. But if you were a board ape yacht club owner or a mutant ape owner, then you received tokens. Um, you did not receive tokens if you were just a kennel club owner. And then, of course, you know, the founders of Yuga Labs have um, a certain amount of tokens that's going to be distributed to them. Um, I believe it's a year from now. Um, but I'd have to go back and check exactly, but sometime in the future as well as some of the um, um, investment firms. So we're talking uh, tokens, which is a cryptocurrency, and they're now being accepted and traded on numerous exchanges I've seen, including Coinbase and others, uh, which are supposedly going to be used in this other side uh, launch of maybe of a, a play-to-earn game that the Yuga Labs is putting together. But there has been a lot of fluctuations in the pricing of the eight coins since it was dropped. Uh, they use the term airdrop, which sounds really cool. And people with iPhones are like, oh, is it, what is that? Wait, airdrop? Oh, they're going to airdrop? It's really just uh, they were going to give them. They were going to show up in the crypto wallets of the people that own Board Abiaco, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and generally speaking, airdrops are cool unless, you know, you're into the some of the projects that I have and all you do is get uh, airdrop spam <laughs> or potential okay. viruses, but yeah. it's a different right. so, story. But, so you're a Board 8 Yacht Club owner. You get airdropped coin, all of a sudden shows up in your crypto wallet last Friday. And then many of these people just went straight to the exchanges and started selling them, right? Yeah, which, which honestly, in hindsight, was probably a smart move because I think it was at like $40 the day after it was announced and it dropped down to like nine or ten dollars um, i mean I, I saw people posting on discord and reddit and linkedin saying things like just went and got a maserati with my ape coin and finally paid off my wife's school debt with my ape coin finally got the dream of home ownership with my ape coin i mean it's pretty remarkable it is and you know every nft will not say every some don't but many nft projects right now um you know, tend to have some benefits associated with them. You know, either your airdrop some type of governance token, um, which may or may not have, you know, decent value, or you're airdropped a new NFT, or you're given, um, it was one of the projects that, that um, I, I hold. Uh, for example, they send me a decent amount of uh, wearables for Decentraland, which, you know, I, I put on from time to time and walk around. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, but you don't have a Maserati. I don't have a Maserati. And that's because I don't seem to make the right pick. So yeah, definitely yeah, don't yeah. rely on me for financial advice. Yeah, passed. Passed on the board of Yacht Club about a year ago, moronically, as it turns out. Yeah, my, my price tolerance um, is still not as high as it probably needs to be to be successful in this game. But working on it. All right. So what's, what's board eight? Yacht Club going to do next? What's what are people talking about? Is this ape coin going to stick? Where do you think things are going? I mean, there's there's some adoption of it already, which is kind of interesting, even outside of the you know board ape yacht club. Uh, for example, there is a online gaming company that's now accepting ape coin as a cryptocurrency. Uh, Animoca Brands converted one of its mobile games called Benji Bananas to a play to earn model where you can earn tokens and swap those for eight points. 
So, you know, we'll see, you know, it really depends on what project they come out with next. But the one thing that we do know is whatever project it is, ApeCoin will be the currency for the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem. All right. Well, Michael, this has been great as always. Thank you for joining us again for another NF Thursdays. The promise the next one, we're going to try and not talk about Board Ape Yacht Clubs, but they're just everywhere and all things to all people in this space right now. And I wanted to get in here and, and cover it with you real quickly because there are a lot of questions legally um, that we touched on in, in the IP space, but given the SEC statement that they're going to be looking into NFTs and Biden's executive order saying that he and the administration are looking into crypto, this is going to be a fast evolving, fast moving space and I'm glad to be along uh, for the ride with yourself. Thanks so much, Evan.